Are you ready, Christine? I'm ready. Are you ready, Ma? Yes. Listen to the story now. The story begins. We are doing best in show, and I don't remember the year that it came out. I'm gonna guess 2004. No. 2000. <laughs> 2000. You're wrong. Wrong. Oh, shit. oh 2000. 2000. Okay. We are, and we are going to start in many different places around the United States, and eventually end up in. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The tension is palpable. The excitement is mounting. And the heady scent of competition is in the air as hundreds of eagle contest, eager contestants. <laughs> eagle? Look at you. We had just been That's a whole different show. Eager contestants from across America prepare to take part in what is undoubtedly one of the greatest events of their lives, the Mayflower Dog Show. Oh. Particulars, please. Wow. Best in- How are you going to even do the particulars? I'm going to give it the old college try. You crying? <laughs> no, I am not crying. <laughs> the whole Yet. thing is about dogs. So. Yet. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I do have my tissues though on deck in case. Uh, I just didn't know how you were gonna do the particulars of how many faces there are. Familiar with your faces. It was so much fun. Well, just sit back and relax. <clears throat> it came out in theaters on September 29th, 2000. It's produced by Karen Murphy, who also did This Is Spinal Tap, Drugstore Cowboy, and A Mighty Wind. The director is Christopher Guest, who also directed The Big Picture, which was his debut, and Waiting for Guffman and A Mighty Wind, to name a few. The screenplay is by Christopher Guest, who also wrote This is Spinal Tap, The Big Picture, and A Mighty Wind, along with Eugene Levy, who also wrote Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind, for your consideration, and was the creator, writer, actor, and executive producer of Schitt's Creek. Bravo, bravo, Eugene. Yeah. Edited by Robert Layton, who did The Princess Bride, Bull Durham, When Harry Met Sally, and A Mighty Wind. The music is by C.J. Evanston, who did Waiting for Guffman, Sweet Home, Alabama, and For Your Consideration. And the director of photography is Roberto Schaefer, who did Waiting for Guffman, Monsters Ball, and Quantum of Silence, to name a few. That was eclectic. Mm -hmm. He has a very eclectic career. Starry. Eugene Levy as Jerry Fleck. He was also in Splash, American Pie, and Schitt's Creek. Catherine O'Hara as Cookie Fleck. She was in Home Alone, Beetlejuice, and Schitt's Creek. John Michael Higgins as Scott Donlin, who was in A Mighty Wind, The Best Man Holiday, and Pitch Perfect. Michael McKean as Stefan Vanderhoof. He was in This Is Spinal Tap, Clue, The Big Picture, and Better Call Saul. Michael, Michael Hitchcock as Hamilton Swan. He was in Bridesmaids, A Mighty Wind, Glee, and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Parker Posey as Meg Swan. She was in Party Girl, Kicking and Screaming, and You've Got Mail. And when I was in high school, she was the indie queen. She was in like all the big indie 
movies. It was it was crazy. Um, Jennifer Coolidge as Sherry Ann Cabot. <laughs> she was in American Pie, For Your Consideration, Legally Blonde, White Lotus. And here's a nerd alert for Teeny. She bought a house in New Orleans after visiting there many times. She oh. decided to buy a house in New Orleans. And the interior scenes of the 2017 film The Beguiled were filmed in her oh. New Orleans house. I oh, wanted nice. to buy a house in New Orleans after my Katrina. first visit, too. Hmm? Not after Katrina, but after <laughs> my first visit there. <laughs> but unfortunately, could not and still not afford. Real estate was cheap after Katrina. <laughs> I, I would think that um, insurance would be a lot. Oh, probably an mm-hmm. issue. Because New Orleans, isn't New Orleans below sea level? Sea level. Yeah. yeah. That's, why the, the, that's why the burials have to be on top, not in the ground. Yeah. So with um, how our uh, climate is going, I, I see. I think New Orleans probably is not a good idea. Yeah. yeah very. Uh, it's on the. It's on the chopping block, I would say, as far as cities. Global cities is going to go under if we don't change our ways. First, folks. Mm -hmm. Not first. Been saying it forever. We have Jane Lynch as Christy Cummings. (gasps) What a fun surprise. Yeah. My God. (laughs) She was in Glee, A Mighty Wind, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, and Nerd Alert, she met Christopher Guest when he directed her in a Frosted Flakes commercial. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm-hmm. He, he directed the commercial, and when he was working on this, he was like, you know who we should get? And boom, there she, yeah. there she was. That's crazy. Christopher Guest was also in it as Harlan Pepper. We have Larry Miller as Max Berman. He was also in Pretty Woman, The Nutty Professor, 10 Things I Hate About You, and Nerd Alert. He auditioned for the part of George Costanza in Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. We have Fred Willard, who was Buck Laughlin. He was also in This Is Spinal Tap, Anchorman, Colin, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, and Modern Family. Ed Bagley Jr. as Mark Schaefer. He was in This Is Spinal Tap, The Accidental Tourist, and Arrested Development. And Hiro Kanagawa. Man, I, I butchered that. Hiro Kanagawa as the pet shop owner. He was in X-Files, Smallville, and The Man in the High Castle. Hmm. Those are the particulars. Very nice. I... Parker Posey gave me a definite Elizabeth Banks vibe. I kept thinking she was Elizabeth Banks. I guess she was Elizabeth Banks before Elizabeth Banks was Elizabeth Banks. Okay. The movie starts with a couple in therapy because their dogs saw them having sex. We then meet three other dog owners who are hoping to win best... Just that sentence alone, I'm sorry. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) I'm going to continue. Uh, Who are hoping to win best in show at the Mayflower Kennel Club dog show. What could go wrong? Mm. Um, Okay, so POC. I didn't see it. We had the the food in the pet store. Yeah. 
We had the, oh, yeah, yeah, the Japanese man, hero in the pet store. And I counted the hotel maid who was... Oh, the, was. In real life, she's a Chilean actress. So I counted her as a person of color. And then there right. were a few black people like in the background and stuff. We didn't have any... Um, we didn't have any uh, hidden American gems like we did in This Is Spinal Tap. Right. If, Which if I must you... say, did does seem to be pretty uh, spot on. I mean, I watched the yeah. If you watch the show it, this yeah. year, and it's a very white sport, if you will. Now that would be a good a, a good uh, new un, uh, sequel. Yeah, that would be a good sequel. Going to work on that cast right now. Better put Regina Hall in it, because I was thinking that she would just be great in it. But then, oh, and Niecy Nash. Oh, so many. <laughs> so many. Um. Okay, so are we to cast? We are to cast. Mm -hmm. Does anybody have any cast? We know we you took first? care of it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you haven't listened to our spinal tap, I suggested you listen to the spinal tap because I was hoping that Christopher Guest would have blessed us with another hidden American treasure and a gem that we could spotlight, but no. So this is cast. Basically the reason that we have, <laughs> why are you laughing, Ma? Cause you were so serious. <laughs> this is cast. <laughs> this is cast. Um, basically the reason that we have this movie is kind of counts as cast because when Christopher Guest, this is from the oral history of Best in Show by Tim Grieving, Christopher Guest was walking his rescue dog, who is a, you know, a mutt, and a woman with a purebred came up to him and was like, what is that? And she was kind of disgusted and he was like, oh, he's a mix of this and that. And she, just the look on her face was like that that was horribly wrong and disgusting and stuff and so he what like she looked like it was unacceptable and that's when kind of a light bulb went off on his head so cast is pretty much about why can't mixed breeds compete in the dog show because yeah. i have to say i do enjoy watching the dog shows and i love dogs but as a mixed breed I do find dog shows a bit troubling in their purebredness of everything. It what? kind of rubs me the wrong way, if you well, will. Well, as someone who has never and will but never buy a dog from a breeder, it's, you know, I mean, I did, we did have a purebred Boston Terrier in this household, but every year we would look up the qualifications to be a show dog and he had a he lot of the wrong faults, color as you would call them he could be in the right color it doesn't matter really? he accepts multiple different kinds of oh colors. i was surprised for I boston terriers for boston yeah. terriers but you're i think one of them is that their tongue can't be out of their mouth so <laughs> yeah wow i almost said something so inappropriate thank goodness i caught myself okay so, according to the American Kennel Club, why can't mixed breeds be compete in dog shows? Because showing dogs serves a purpose, colon, the maintenance and improvement of the breeds. 
Beneath the glamour, competition, and showmanship, a dog show is essentially an exhibition of breeding stock. I, I, gotta, I gotta, then, then I kind of get a little, I, I squirm a bit in my seat because I'm like, this is uncomfortable. It's a place where breeders gather to exhibit their stock and have it judged by an expert. Oh my god, this is just like selling slaves. Oh my god. As such, it would be pointless to hold confirmation dog confirmation dog shows featuring mixed breeds, pure breeds without pedigrees, and pure breeds incapable of reproducing. However, mixed breed dogs are welcome to enroll as canine partners and compete in sports other than confirmation, including agility, fast cat, and more. They're yeah, they have. One of yeah, they have other competitions other than just like the sh- look at me walking down the carpet. Right. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Con- confirmation. Confirmation. I don't know if I, I'm saying I had that to, word I had right. to go through that in church. Con- church, right? Formation. That's how it. I mean, okay. that's how our our Catholic friends, like at six years old, did confirmation. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, it's just the whole, yeah. Because see, my, that's what see, I start squirming when it's like to show off your breeding stock, and you're all mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Ooh. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I also looked up and found an article that said five inclusive dog shows that give mixed <gasps> breeds a chance to shine. Ah, yes, nice. let's go. And here they are. You can look these up. Teeny, get ready for your pen. The American Rescue Dog Show. Oh, I've heard of that one. We've got a winner. The Farm Dog of the Year. Oh, don't think I can compete in that one. Scruffs. S-C-R-U-F-F-T-S. That's hosted by the Kennel Club of the UK. Oh. Pinky's in the air on that That'd be a fun, one. That would be a no, fun. No, it's, it's, it's their, like, I think Cruffs is their, like, Beer breed, but this is scruffs. It's okay. different. Okay. The world's ugliest dog contest. Okay. I, I love that one. I used to watch that one on TV. And the A American Kennel Club National Obedience and Agility Championship. Ooh. That's so, yeah. So there you have it. Those I like are... that. I like that. I, I I just had a little bit of cast also in the dog world. Please. And yes. wanted to recommend a book. If every if anyone has not read, the author is Bronwyn Dickey. It's one of my top ten books of all time, I'd say. It's called Pitbull: The Battle Over an American Icon, mm. and it talks about the history of the pitbull and America's relationship with the breed, and it's heartbreaking and heartwarming. Um, but I also was, I was trying to look through to see, because the AKC wouldn't, I mean, pitbulls were originally bred to be fighting dogs. Like that's not a secret, but any dog could be bred to be a fighting dog. If you made it a Labrador retriever and taught it how to fight, then they're fighting dogs now, you know? But so then originally the AKC didn't want to be involved in that. Um... So the UKC was the first 
the United Kennel Club in 1898. Um, this guy, Chauncey Bennett, he had um, pit bulls and he loved them and they were like so great. And so he was like, you know, people were breeding them already as mm -hmm. family dogs. And um, this says just some of the clients, Wild West Showman, William Buffalo Bill Cody, Jack Johnson, the world's first African-American heavyweight boxing champion, and William Whitting, Whiting, the Secretary of Commerce, um, all were huge pit bull fans, and they had them. And so this guy, Chauncey Bennett, was breeding them, and they had no problem. Like, people were getting dogs, no problem, you know, that weren't AKC certified. But this guy was like, absolutely not. They should be able to be certified too and so he made his own registry called the united kennel club to exalt the virtues of salt of the earth working dogs rather mm. than the fluffy show breeds yeah and um he actually is the one who i think called them american football terriers because you got to have a fancy name to be yes um, mm -hmm. certified you know um but also they it's a bit of a misnomer because the dogs that were neither truly American, they were mostly derived from English bulldogs. Like pit bulls are bred from like bulldogs and another type of dog I don't have on here, um, but that's how they became. Um, but the UKC became the second largest dog registry in the United States. Um, but it, it was, I just highly recommend the, they don't. I don't think they were recognized until 1936 or something. Oh wow! In the AKC, um, the first 50 were or so were entered in 1936, becoming, uh, but they called them American Staffordshire Terriers rather than Pitbull Terriers. Oh. Um, but now Staffordshire. Yeah, but those are actually two different dogs. Um, today, an American Staffordshire Terrier is just called a pit bull. So while every Amstaff can be called a pit bull, not every pit bull is an Amstaff. Mm -hmm. That's the way um, that works. Mm. But I just thought it was interesting. Like they, they didn't, the AKC didn't want to get involved because of the dog's history and what, you know, it wasn't, but it's like, you're literally, this is literally just a show about what they look like and like how long their tail is and what, you know, how long their nose is and from the butt to their ears or whatever. Um, but I just wanted to call out the, because pit bulls are just the best dog. We were, there's a podcast also. I listened to a bunch of episodes this week. Um, it's a, the AKC actually has a podcast. Um, and it's interesting because they talk about their, their short episodes. It's called down and back the AKC dog podcast. And it's by the American kennel club. Um, and they talk about a bunch of different things, including like how to get a dog, like how to get a dog in the AKC and this, that, or the mm -hmm. other, I think there's like 200 types, 200 breeds now. Um, but there was one episode and they were talking about, it was from a few years, two years ago, how the most popular dog in America was the Labrador Retriever. And now it's the Frenchie. Mm. Um, but I like looked at Adam and I was like, how is the most popular dog not a pit bull? Because as someone in the process of possibly adopting another dog, that's all that's all around. Like that's all that's out right. there. Right. Well, because like, a lot of places, like 
I don't think I'm allowed to have a pit bull in my apartment. Yeah. And I guess right. that's why they're out there. But there's so many of them out there, and everybody owned these dogs at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. How are but you going to tell the me reputation. that the lab is... Yeah. It's cast. It is cast. I mean, exactly. Over and that, in... that's what the point I'm trying to get to. Over in the UK, I think fairly recently, there was a whole thing about um, banning dogs. That's for American bullies, which is what Tommy is. Yeah. Which just became recognized in the early 2000s as AKC. Yeah. And they're like, it's not even, I I don't know the specifics on the laws, but they're not even, I don't think they're even like giving grace to people who already have them. It's like, if you have this dog, you like can't be here anymore. Yeah. And it's very much, it's very much like, well, also the AKC got in trouble. They had to recall a book because they were saying that certain breeds weren't good with children, but then it was, and it was weird because in this instance, like they didn't list pit bulls as being bad with children, but they listed like other dogs as being bad with children. So then of course the people who are fans of those dogs were like, what do you mean? And it's this whole thing of like, I know it's a weird concept to wrap your head around, um, like lumping pe- like personality and stuff into just what you see. So, but that's what they do with pit bulls and stuff. Like, like you can't have um, a cocker spaniel who will maul a, a child's face right. off. Like that can very easily happen. Of course, like any dog, any dog can. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember which dog it was, but at some point, like the dog with the most bites to humans, it was one of these retrievers or labradors or something like that yeah this is um american xl bully dogs will be added to the list of banned breeds december 31st of this year um and it'll make it illegal to breed sell advertise exchange gift rehome abandon or allow xl bully dogs in england and wales they must be kept on a lead and be muzzled in public. Owners who wish to keep their dogs will have until the end of January to register them, but beginning February 1st, it'll become illegal to own one if not registered. And the animals will be subject to restrictions, including having to be microchipped and neutered. Um, and if you fail to comply, you could get a criminal record and a fine, and your dog could be seized. Um, well, that's the other thing is like with all of these things is like an American pit bull terrier is a specific breed. Like that's not an American bully is a totally different dog, but you just see it and you call it, it's a bully breed, you know? So the government said the dogs have a heavy, large and broad head and blocky or slightly squared muzzle, heavily muscled with large blocky body, giving the impression of great power for size. I mean, you know where I'm already thinking of this because it, we're in cast and mm-hmm. I am, and you can say, well, that's just you making everything always about cast and stuff, but they're, they're banning these dogs based on how they look and mm-hmm. they're because they have the audacity to have muscles and big heads and stuff that that means that they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. And what do they, who do they do that with? Mm-hmm. in society like basically you know what might as well just go throw a hoodie on that on those american bully dogs mm-hmm. see how well that goes yeah this um broman dickie's book also talks about there's you know obviously like 
it's, there's a lot of racism in the oh yeah hatred for these dogs and and the the but they're also just the best they are but then there's also the thing with where the way that um like people mistreating dogs i would love to see us get as mad about police brutality as we do about right. um animal mistreatment oh i'm still not over michael vick being back on the football field everyone thinks i'm silly but see like, like it, it's but it, it is kind of like that thing of like what we talked about like last but week, then Os- oscar then grant then yeah. yeah and then but then it's it's like the people who were like, oh, you're mistreating. And it's, I don't want to mistreat anybody. I don't want to mistreat any dogs or anything. But it is wild when pe- like people treat mm-hmm. their dogs better than we treat kids in the United States uh, as a whole, you know? Like as a yeah. whole, the dog owners and, and the way we treat kids. It, it, is, it is interesting. A lot of dogs get treated pretty shitty too. Yes. Yes, true. they do. They do. And I'll tell you what, it's about as hard to adopt one as it is to adopt a kid these days. I'm being I'm being facetious. I don't really mean that. Don't come at me with stakes, but Jesus Christ. We know she's not gonna adopt a kid. So it's okay, people. If I could give birth to a little pit bull, God bless her, I would. Oh. Hmm. oh my, oh my. Okay. Before we ponder that anymore, let's go to nerd alerts. Okay, so the top five films of 2000 were number five was the Disney film Dinosaur. Which really? I do not remember at all. I don't either. I remember there was a bit, I feel like they did a lot in the, is wow. that when they made that part of the, um, there was like a ride at Disney World about it. I don't know. I, don't know. I never saw it. Number four was What Women Want. Which... Okay. Well, Wait, Gibson. that was Mel Gibson and um, Helen Hunt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Number three was Castaway. Wilson. That was a good one. Classic. Mm-hmm. Number two is Gladiator. Oh, uh, Aaron liked her from Gladiator. I enjoy Gladiator. Oh, uh, I haven't seen it since though, so I don't. I know. Oh. I'm sure it's very problematic. Um, and number one was Mission Impossible 2. Do, 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 do. Now we're up to like eight or something. That's crazy. Yeah. So the Oscars Best Picture nominees were The Sixth Sense, The Outsider. <gasps> the Sixth Sense. Oh man, that's. And we're in one. Philly. I can't. I can't not say that you. Just walked upon that set one day. I did. That was my uh, first my first week in college. I took I, my first time on a bus. I took the bus down to downtown. I was walking around at night, and there was this film thing. And I just walked up and I was like, "Hey, what's going on here?" And they were like, "We're filming a movie, a Bruce Willis movie." And I was like, "Really?" And they were like, "Yeah, M Night Shyamalan." I'm like, "What's it called?" And they were like, "The Sixth Sense." And I was like. Cool. And then I just skipped away. <laughs> you didn't tell him you were a film student. N- no, because I was I do. Come on, get to work. I know. Yeah. Well, no, I was with the Teamsters. I was that was with the like the you know, like the, the, the guys that drive. Oh, the the okay. guys that really make the that okay. really make the movies and okay. stuff. Um 
Where, so what would we want? God, oh yeah, missionary. Oh, Sixth Sense, The Insider, which was about how tobacco got brought to its knees by The Insider. Uh, the Green Mile, mm-hmm. mystical black men. <laughs> and the Cider House Rules. Oh, wow. And the, the best picture, the American Beauty. Oh, which right. we just they did, did that recently. recently. We've been in the two thousands. We have been in the two thousands. So, what was going on in the world in in two thousand between the first of the two thousand to September of two thousand? Well, Sony releases PlayStation Two in Japan to compete with the Sega Dreamcast. Oh man, the PlayStation Two! Mm-hmm. What a great Toy Story game that had. I have. I still have a PlayStation Two. Oh lord! I loved I loved Call of Duty, the first the the Medal of Honor Call of Duty. I'm good, I'm good, good. Oh man, I got so into that. Oh man, 2000. We got the the second Chechen War, which was Russia versus the Chechen Republic of Ikaria. So that also involved in 2000 the Nove Aldi massacre, where Russian forces executed 60 civilians in the suburbs of Grozny, which is the capital of mm. Chechnya. And then later on, the Russians would take the city. Um, was Chechnya originally part of Czechoslovakia? No. Okay. I don't think so. No, that was Czech and then Slovakia. <laughs> yeah. Really? For real? Okay, I'm sorry. Well... Chechen society is was organized around local clans called Tayaps. And there's a traditional Chechen saying that goes, all members of Chechen society are free and equal like wolves. So you can imagine how well that that society takes to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think like during the Soviet Union and stuff, you know, they were, they were uh, really, you know, had had all that stuff on lock. They had mm-hmm. all that area on lock. Mm-hmm. And then with the breakup of the Soviet Union, then the Chechens are like, "Hey, we are." Che-. And I bet you there's some sort of like mineral or there's something like advantageous uh. that Russia want that Russia wants. So they like keep. That's why the Chechens like we're free like wolves, and Russia's like no. And they're like, yes, we are. But I bring this up because that part of where Chechnya is, that's where the Caucasus Mountains are. Oh, um, from Caucasian. It's part of over 50 different ethnic My people that make up Caucasians. Yes. My people. Because remember. Oh, you Jew- mean we actually had a land at one point that was well, not stolen? No. It we was, didn't have Caucasia? <laughs> No, y'all didn't oh. have Caucasia. Y'all had That's a German thing we fucked up. Exactly. Y'all had a German <laughs> philosopher who liked the skull of a person from the, the Caucasian. skull. Like the yeah. skull. He liked the way that the skull. You can looked. do anything not creepy. It's crazy. You just mm. so, story so, is worse than the. 
Sort of like a skull, like like was it like just a skull with no skin on it? Yeah, he was comparing all the skulls. And I'm and sure it was large. They were like, that one's a good one. And they were, yeah, he was like, that one is the most aesthetically I'm go to pleasing. Land. Look at it's the got, line. It's Look superior. At the line. Look at yeah. the lineage of that. That is the superior. There. That is, where is it from? It's from the Caucasus Mountains. And then we just saw the I'm name. German. He did. The German philosopher was like, okay. Um, we're going to call these people Caucasian. Boys. I love the skull. That's what we are. We're Caucasians. Nailed it. Because That's of a how skull. that happened. Yes, are you that is how, me? I am not making that up. A are German sure? decided it. Yes, because that was when Your they were. Your people. My people. I know. That, those are my people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not mine. It, it makes it makes it mine as well. Yeah, it's it's completely like the most bonkers thing ever of how Lord. people got to be called Ca- because if you look at if you look at like chechens they will come to america and yeah they will fall into being like white but within the the whiteness of whiteness they're right. at the bottom like they're not you know right. they're like who are are you like they they have to produce their papers showing like look actually we are caucasian Actually, one hundred percent from the mountains of Caucasia. from the mountains, and they're like, but you, but you don't look. Oh, yeah, I guess. you're a little dark. Here. And then they go and they feel their skull, and they're like, by God, that is superior. <laughs> you, <laughs> you are, you are one of us. Get over here, you Caucasian. <laughs> you are one. <laughs> also, we had the Orisund Bridge. I know I'm butchering that. But that's the bridge, and it is crazy because I learned about it this week. I was watching on Netflix a nearly normal family, a Swedish drama that's on yes. Netflix. Trigger yes. warning of heavily on the sexual assaultiness in yes. that. But I was watching it, and that is the bridge between Denmark and Sweden. And it officially opened for traffic in 2000. Wow. That's why that's- we had to cross the North Sea and mm-hmm. get seasick as... Because that bridge wasn't open when we went across the North Sea, I, isn't that dangerous? It's very. Um, it's a it lot was of for white us. Caps. It was a lot of white caps. It Are was you Vikings. Uh, what? what? <laughs> Sounds like some Viking shit. No, no, I mean, we. It's that area. This was when Aaron was first we born. We're on like in. a big ship. Oh no, we were on the love boat to Sweden. The love boat to Sweden was only... Maybe I'm thinking of a different sea. Yes, only so that we could you're get... You're thinking of the sea between the south of uh, South America. You're thinking of Drake's Passage. Drake's that is Passage, dangerous. no, I know that sea. That's dangerous. Uh, I could watch videos of that all day. Me the too! Adriatic, the Adriatic is a fairly calm sea. Okay. But this one was very choppy, especially the day that we went. And everybody else on the boat was there to pick up their Volvos. And the we North just... Sea is one of the most dangerous seas in the world. Boom. There you have it. See? It has wild storms and foggy winters. Yeah. So so that's why they were like, we need to make a bridge. So they made, it's a bridge from Sweden, and then it goes to a man-made island called Pemberholm, and that's the crossover point, because then it goes into a tunnel down to Denmark. And it's mm. a tunnel to go into Denmark from the man-made island because they didn't want the 
the spans to interfere with the Copenhagen airport that's nearby. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very, I thought it was, it was very topical in my life because I had, I was trying to figure out where this show was taking place. And at one point they drove to Copenhagen, but there was this bridge. Right. And I was like, I don't, are they, is that, am I hearing dead? What is what do they speak in Denmark? Whatever they speak in Danish? Is that Denmark? Uh-huh. And Swedish? And I didn't know. And then there's this boat, and they're going to Copenhagen. But then they were naming the, where they were, and there wasn't that in Denmark, but there was that in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And so I, I... I went through the same. Well, not quite as obsessively. <laughs> uh, I thought, hmm, I heard Copenhagen. That's Denmark. And then I went, oh, okay, Sweden. And then I... To just watch the movie yeah but i had no idea that you could literally drive so you you can just drive to scandinavia from mainland europe you can the bridge you can yeah. pick up your your volvos without having to cross that nasty sea and your oh. sobs yeah your sobs oh. or your volvos you got your volvos Pope John Paul II apologizes for the wrongdoings by members of the Catholic, the Roman Catholic Church throughout the ages. Yes. I'm sorry for everyone, y'all. Yeah. Just a, a blank apology. Forever. Many, many applauded this, but some felt that they'd gone, you gone too far, Pope. Well, yeah. And then they gone had too far. They had damaged the doctrine that the church is holy. And, and this is before. Oh, spotlight, right? Yeah. So, geez, Louise, mm -hmm. I know. He was pretty much like, we're sorry for this, we're sorry for this, we're sorry for this, we're sorry for this. And some people no are like, reparations, we're sorry, that's all. Yeah. And finally, President Bill Clinton had a summit at Camp David with Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barak and Palestinian Authority Chairman Yasser Arafat, and they worked everything out. And, everything and then it was real pepper. No, nothing, mm. they, nothing happened. It was a big bump, bump, bump. In fact, a few months later, the second intifada kicks off. That lasted from the day before this movie came out, September 28, 2000, to February 8, 2005. And so then that happened. Yeah. So World's those are do the nerd alerts. So we are two reheatables. Okay, negatives. The 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 term light in the loafers. It it oh, I missed that. <laughs> okay. Braces, as someone who is using Invisalign right now and getting um but as someone who used to have the old-fashioned braces, Invisalign, oh, so much better. But she, Parker Posey, actually had real braces put on her teeth for this. She did because she didn't, they were, they wanted them to have braces. And she, if, she would have had a lisp if she had worn the retainer. So she was like, just put the real braces on. Obviously, this was 2000 when you glued the braces on not when you had to separate each tooth and shove the 360 brace up onto each tooth that had been oh. separated from so jeez mm -hmm. braces a, 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 a strong negative for me okay ego because so much of 
I mean, it's all about the dog owner, mm-hmm. not the dog. But I did do a touch of hindsight-ish, like living vicariously through my children. How good it what? feels when your children are successful and you can scream, that's my baby. So I like how she used that, that plural <laughs> because <laughs> we know the child of which she is speaking. But before you rode the pine in high school, being truthfully less than five feet on the basketball team. So um, before that, you had many successes. May I just <laughs> say right here, you played the state championship and started in front of Carol Lawson, the now coach of the women's Duke basketball team. So I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, but her dad was the coach, and it wasn't like. And he knew at any moment he could put her yeah, in, and, and it was she, all over. Yeah, she, but, was, she was so nice. Oh, my gosh. She was so nice to play with, not who you like. She wasn't a prima donna or anything she was to, not. to us little plebeians. Right, and she, because she knew what she was dealing with, mm-hmm. truthfully. But she was still one time okay i'm not gonna go into that but she a lovely lovely young person who was very driven in her craft and her father was very driven at helping her succeed in her craft just now kind of she's the coach duke unfortunately for this family duke (laughs) so there's my negative reheatable right lvp right but um, yeah, she, a lovely person, a, a very successful. But the truth is, you did start in front of her at the state championship as point guard. I'm yes. not saying how many minutes yeah. you had. But... Okay. Teeny, you. Oh, uh, you know, I only had two checking in at hotels. It's just always stressful. It doesn't matter if, like, I don't know. It always feels like I'm committing a crime or something's wrong. I did something wrong. Like, something's not going to go through. Like, I don't know. It's just stressful. Um, And then modern-day dog show fashion. Oh. Like, it, dog shows were originally a place. You These were high- fashion events these Mm -hmm. were like suit and tie like the you got dressed to the nines to go to the dog show and to show your dog and i understand that's what people think they're doing today Mm, oh wow oh spicy and i'm sorry but it's just didn't i ask last year after we all watched the yes it looks like they Something seems to have changed around the late 80s, early 90s. And they just decided that's the only era, that's the only years they're ever going to wear clothes from. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. The sparkly sweaters and such. My thing was. The shoes. (laughs) The shoes. Sensible shoes. Yes, you have to run with the dog. But, okay. The sensible shoes. Yeah, because we did see what's her face hurt her knee with her, mm-hmm. with her heels exactly on. with her platforms on hmm. so um hmm. I, yeah it is maybe it's a thing where 
when you're, what are they called? The handler, mm-hmm. that they're so focused on handling that their fashion yes, is in I'm what I'm sure, they... but let's do some work on that. Um, those are really my only two negatives. Good, because I was going to say something that wasn't politically correct, so we'll just move on. I was just going to imagine a store. We can all just, in our minds, think of one, and that it's it starts sponsoring right. the dog show. The owners, there's the owners. Everyone is is wearing wearing corsets and cargo pants. Yes, yes. And naturalized. Maybe a Nirvana t-shirt thrown in. Well, the great thing about fashion these days is that. um, It's anything, apparently. Yeah, anything goes, but also orthotic shoes are very in. Thank Um, God. Thank God. struggled for bad reheatables. I so know. This it, is it, just this stands up. Yeah, this is yeah. just scraping the bottom. 23 years later, it stands. It's like it's like going to a reunion that you want to go to uh, and seeing your favorite people that you actually wanted to see. Yeah. Without the extraneous people. I would say it's like our Christmases. Oh. Ma, this is a podcast. You can't be silent. Come on. <laughs> so, yes. I, I mean, it's mm. it made me laugh, but I guess I'll put it up there. American Bitch Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> For lesbian dog owners of purebred. Well, yeah. There you go. I'll that, get into yeah. that. Comment from before that wasn't said. Moving on. Um... Uh, I guess the uh, Frank Will he was so funny so and he's he, like he's playing this part. I guess it would be his inappropriate comments about the judge after the judge checked the dog's testicles. Like that. This is me. Just I'm sure there's other things in it. Maybe would have loved to see more black people in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I guess. I guess that. Hey, there. It is what it is commentator wanda sykes it's it it like remember okay just oh commentator wanda sykes would be a really good commentator yeah mm-hmm. just came up on my wanda feet. sykes and tiffany haddish as the con as the oh judge, god the because when snoop dogg and kevin hart were doing the olympics oh yeah i mean that's gold that's just gold yeah, or I, wanda sykes and then we need a really you need a straight with yeah, a really yeah. straight-laced hoity-toity person for the other one. Who knows Who knows everything about the AK? It has to be an AKA person. What about, or maybe oh. not, what's her face from um from Abbott Elementary, the, the teacher? <gasps> yes. Oh, yes. Oh, oh my the God. kindergarten teacher. Yes. Oh. oh, why am I blanking on her name? Oh. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Yes. 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 And I was thinking, and Tracy Ellis Ross would be good too. Oh, oh yes. yeah. We just yes. started watching. There's a new movie on Prime. I think it's on Prime. I kept seeing ads for it, and then it popped. Like we had just the app was open, uh, and it's can't. It's called Candy Cane Lane. Yeah. With Eddie, oh, with Murphy. Eddie Murphy and Tracy. It's it's really fun. We're like an hour in. 
Oh, I we're both watch we're it. both hooked. It's not oh, nice. like it's a cheesy Christmas movie, but it's really good so far. A friend of our podcast, Crystal Joy Brown, is in a new holiday movie as well, coming out December maybe fifteenth. And she she like popped up on my peacock on the cack. On the and cack. I was like, that's Crystal. What what is and there, you know, there's nobody around, but I was like, Oh my gosh, Crystal is on I know her. We actually and know she knows us by name. She's like blowing it up on um on Broadway and the Merrily yeah. We Roll Along. It's yeah. this huge hit. It's such a big deal. You cannot get tickets for it. Because wow. it That's was awesome. a flop when it first came out. Total Sondheim flop. almost quit. Like he was just like, "That's it. I'm done. I'm out, Z's. Because it was such a, a, a notorious flop. And here she comes in, just saving Sondheim. Also has Daniel Radcliffe and Jonathan Goff. Well, sure, those those guys as well. Right, but, but she's getting such a claim for the role of Gussie, who is an unlikable character, and bringing depth to that character. That's yes. right. That's right. Shout out to our friend. Actually, did a podcast with us. Mm-hmm. Friend of the pod. Okay, those are all the negatives. Mm-hmm. Okay, positives. The double entendre when the the gay couple is talking everything they said was a double entendre mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um the pointer props yeah. to the pointer did you know the pointer was the very first akc recognized dog and the first dog show was for pointers and setters man pointers are such i I love Tommy. I'm re- fingers are really crossed for a really great family dog. Just just someone who like if I pass out, if I fake pretend to pass out, comes and checks on me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because that's what Chandler did. Yeah. Chandler would let us know ahead of time when Mac was going to have a seizure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not going to. He cry. was a he was a pointer for those of you who are unsure. <laughs> uh, the, just the love of dogs. There were now an English. Pointer. <laughs> a colonizer pointer. Not German. Not German. Thank you. Didn't have <laughs> that that perfectionist skull. Um, but there were people there who truly were there for the love of dogs. There were there, there were people there who were there for their own ego and to win, but there were people there for the true love of dogs. Now, shout out to my double D, triple D's. Ooh. Left one of them out. Not going to tell you which one. <laughs> Triple D's about the Orvis slippers. Uh, they know why that's funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't part of the Triple D's. So they don't know. So other positives? I thought the braces were hilarious. Yes. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, but painful. I wrote the Starbucks Macy J. Crew bit. Yes. yes. The Starbucks right across from each other. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Jennifer Coolidge and Jane Lynch just as a duo. Perfection. <laughs> just perfection. Oh. The cast overall. Yes. I mean, perfection. And then the hotel check with uh what Levy, what's which one? Dan? Eugene. Dan. Eugene. God damn it. Um <laughs> 
Eugene Levy when he was like, oh, they go to the check-in at the hotel and the poor concierge is like, um, how was the drive? He was like, we drove from Florida today. And he was like, okay, how was the drive up? And instead of just being like, fine, he's, he's like, you know, it was good for the first hour, a bit of sunshine. And then for the second hour, we had a bit of rain. And then we put a, did a stop here. It just took him through the whole drive. It was just perfect. <laughs> and then there, I mean, the whole thing was a positive reheatable for me. I just yes. was watching and forgot to write. Yes. I agree. will say a negative for me was, now I love all dogs. Mm. The Norwich Terrier, not my favorite. Oh, I like them. I like uh -oh. terriers. Yeah, I like terriers. No, but it's fine. I'm not gonna like. I right. understand. Why I I'm like like it. a pit bull terrier. I'm not as much of a scruffy terrier type. I, right. I like. I like. I. I. Um. This year, that was a revelation for me. I'm like, oh, I like terriers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of like all thought, kinds apparently. of terriers, except a Jack Russell terrier because it just has too much energy yeah. for me. But, like, okay. In general, yeah, like dogs, but you know, like when you're out running or walking or out and you see dogs, mm -hmm. like some dogs are mid. Like, you know, like that's the way I feel about the Norwich Terrier. Yeah, like, uh, understood. Yeah. And about golden retrievers. Oh. Poppy great. is a big fan uh, of but golden there's retrievers. So, okay, so they're, they're an issue because there's so much hair involved I know. and a lot of slobber. I love dogs. And like, you know what everyone loves that's become really popular are like Catahoula leopard dogs. And I'm not that much of a fan of them. Catahoula. Are these the ones that look like cookies and cream ice cream? Yeah. Mm. Mm, interesting. But hmm. I love them all. Exactly. No, but like the you gotta like more some more than others, you know. The, yes, no, you do. You have Pomeranians, like like the little dogs that I uh, might step on. Um, like the Pomeranians, the Chihuahuas. I have some of my. I've said I have some in my cart, and I'm saying that in a lovingly way as I'm going through Pet Finder and trying to find a dog. I do have some in there that are like 15 pounds. Okay, that's a okay. small dog, but they're not. Oh, 15 pounds. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're not talking Lhasa Ops or. Right, right, right. Pomeranians yeah. or anything like that. We're not that talking Dom Perignon of dogs. You know, it really comes down, I think, to the personality. Ain't that the truth? Yeah, you know? the individual dog. Yeah. With because the individual owner. Sparky was a Cocker Spaniel, but he wasn't really like when you would read the temperament of Cocker Spaniels. He wasn't right. really like that. He was more of like uh it's I mean, almost kind like of like a pit bull. Right. Um a list of things for a living being and say that they're all exactly like that. yeah, it's crazy. Uh huh. Exactly. It's, it's wild. <laughs> all people with a really large skull. Are not the same. I actually do like dogs with really large skulls. Yeah, my your Chandler and Tommy yeah, have very large have, skulls. They have bigger. And like your, are you saying that your skull is a Caucasian skull because it's not? Like you're labeled a Caucasian. Ooh, but... She said you got an ugly skull. No, I didn't. It's the German philosopher. He looked at, at he saw skulls from Western Europe. 
And then he, and then the lights went off, and he fell in love with the skull from the Caucasus Mountains. Okay. So that's our people okay. aren't from there. I mean, we have trace I'm, elements. Right. I'm might sorry. not be from I'm you. Sorry. I'm sorry. I have trace elements from there. Might be from mm, the enslavers, but <laughs> you know, on mm, poppy side. But oh, um, yeah. You, yeah. See, that's why we need mixed breed. <laughs> Dog shows <laughs> to represent our Aaron and Adam. Okay, is that everybody's uh, positives? No. Oh my God. I'm sorry about. Oh my God, my God. I'm sorry that I made fully put of your skull. I just you had did to and chose your out. time to tell us your positives with my skull situation. Because you were thinking that you're you were thinking you had a supreme skull over here, and I was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> pump the brakes. Oh man, good reheatable. She's choking on water. She found that funny. People, you might find the silence to be uncomfortable, but no, she was laughing at that. She's just was. as she's laughing now. Just the the silent laugher. The good reheatables. Loopy is a nickname for a man who has two left feet who just goes around the circle. Left feet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what a the two left yeah. feet bit was also oh. so good. Oh my god, two two left shoes on his feet. Yeah. Oh my god, he's like come and dance. He's like, I literally have two left feet. <laughs> I have two left feet, but I actually have a right foot. But it we doesn't should just work. start wearing two left shoes to weddings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. Um, the swans, that couple, you know, Parker Posey and the guy, how they were catalog shopping. They just, everything came out of a catalog. And it was such a good reheatable because, and I had to look it up because I was like, in 2000. So Amazon was started in 1994, but I remember using Amazon in 2000 because that was where you bought books. Like you bought books online and you could get like any book and also CDs. Yeah, I do have that as one of the quotables. We are so lucky to have been raised amongst catalogs. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I personally think that Black Friday has never been the same since catalog. I think catalog, the internet ruined Black Friday. Because I used to go and whatever, Black Friday is a terrible holiday, consumerism, capitalism, all of it, it's awful. But also I have fond memories of it. And I... <laughs> Every night on Thanksgiving, my mom would bring out all the stacks of, what are they called? Catalogs? Catalogs, but, uh... Store uh, catalogs. Catalogs uh, and... The Sears? The ads that come in them, I don't know. Uh, Oh, yeah. Blanking on it, but with the deals that were going to happen the next day. Flyers, the flyers. Yeah, that's not the word, but it's similar. The coupons? something like that but anyway and I would sit there and circle them for what she was going to get the next day and then every catalog you got to go through the like Delia's catalog the Alloy catalog I would get to circle and L.L. Bean I would circle and then you'd give it back to mom and that's how like or you cut it out or if you wanted to get really creative you could cut it out and glue it to a piece of paper for your Christmas list do you remember 
was it what was the big catalog that we got was it the jc penny's christmas catalog oh that was always huge there was the yeah. thick one and we would yeah. get that in germany and it was just i just went through that for months mm -hmm. just circling folding the yep. pages mm -hmm. down circling stuff oh my gosh yep. yes yeah it ain't the same ain't the same it ain't the same and it's way more expensive circulars Oh, circulars. Nice. Good job. They came in the paper. Yeah. Was the, the paper was always paper. so thick on things. Yes. I have Philly in 2000 because that's when I was in Philly, except they didn't even shoot it in Philadelphia. It was shot in Vancouver and LA. Because in the when they were in Florida, I was like, huh, that's that looks like Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that it was in LA. And then finally, my good reheatable is pretty much this guy who wrote this article, summed it up, how Best in Show influenced a generation of comedy TV by Drew Schwartz. So Ricky Gervais, who did the mm. original Office, cited Christopher Guest as being the inspiration mm. for his office. And so then those guys went on to make, uh, and then the guys loved his office and then made the office the american version and then the people who made that were they saw the office and then that's where we get parks and recreation mm -hmm. and then modern family they were influenced by the american version of the office you also have documentary now reno 911 what we do in the shadows and abbott elementary all link back to best in show yep mm. outstanding Quotables. <clears throat> we could talk or not talk for hours and still have nothing to talk about. <laughs> We're going to the big show. God loves the terrier. Mm. You've already packed six kimonos. I thought so much about you. <laughs> How do you know if somebody's an artist? They wear a kimono. Kimono. <laughs> remember Adam looking at me at the rehearsal dinner going, what do you have on? <laughs> <laughs> like she's a, and then I had to go, she's an artist. She has to let people know. Which I think that's a, I hope he's not listening, but I think that is a, a good, he's an artist now. I know. Somebody needs a kimono. Could you imagine? I could. I could see him actually enjoying it and being like, oh, man. Well, he does love to wear robes. Robes. Yes, mm -hmm. it's like a smoker's it's jacket. A, it's a nice summer robe. So apologies for the snoring in the background. <laughs> it is not the human. Tommy. Uh, it's Tommy. Aww. Tommy's having a good snooze. Nice. Fitting for this movie. I have one quote. Well, I already said my catalog one. There were just so many. But this was my quote of the movie. You can't find, this is also my favorite dog and human couple, I think. You can't find a better dog on the whole planet Earth. And I would guess that even if one day they land on some other planet, Venus or Mars, you couldn't find a better dog there. Hubert is the best hound I ever had. And I underline Hubert and hound, because I feel like you could say that about any dog you owned. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. He did love his Hubert. Yeah. Mob, were, were those all your quotes? I have 
we both love soup. <laughs> <laughs> she was talking about her, the old her old husband. Um, and then this is what you were talking about, TD. The quote: "We met at Starbucks, not at the same Starbucks, but we saw each other at different Starbucks across from the street from each other." <laughs> and then somebody said, "He went for her like she's made out of ham." Oh wow! I didn't hear that one. <laughs> oh, it was Fred, Fred Willard said it when um oh. Beatrice like started <laughs> misbehaving. He was like, "He went for her like she's made out of ham." <laughs> The that whole... is so crazy about Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I have, I didn't, I don't think about it often. Usually when I'm on my way to work, I order my Starbucks. And sometimes my Starbucks is out of almond milk. And if they're out of almond milk, I just order from the Starbucks that's around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn. And I'm always like, why didn't you go to that Starbucks and get their almond milk so that you have? Exactly. Or go to the grocery store and buy some. That's funny because the the time that I go, I get Starbucks when I visit my parents and there it's, they have the two, there's the Starbucks that's in the Safeway they go to, but then there's the Starbucks that's around the corner next to the giant. Like they're literally around the corner from each other. Yeah. It is funny. I do have a new Starbucks drink that I need to try. I I keep hearing the, it's whatever, it's the gingerbread, but it's with like oat milk. It's well, like a gingerbread oat milk thing, and I'm like, did did they make that for me? So there's so the Starbucks, there's the one Starbucks, and then the Starbucks around the corner is the pickup Starbucks. So, and it's great because there's no, you can't order like all that it is inside is a counter, and they make the drinks, and they there's a couple in in the city now where like technically you can't order in there. I think you nice. can if you really need to, but it's just like you place your order on your app, and you go in and you pick up. I bet there's and, no restroom in that one. No, no. I don't think no. there's a restroom in either of them. Um, but one day I went and they had these little teeny tiny like shot glass size samplings, which I've never seen at Starbucks. And they had one of the cookie, I think it was like a cookie, sugar cookie thing. And I never order one of those drinks because I never want, I don't actually want any of them. They're always way too sweet. I'm always like, mm-hmm. I just want a sip of it. And so I had a little, a little shot glass up. I had little sprinkles on top and it was the perfect size. Nice. Mm-hmm. I've only seen that in our Safeway Starbucks, not mm-hmm. in our actual brick and mortar Starbucks. Interesting. I loved the whole busy bee, Parker Posey and yelling about the yeah. busy bee. She was like, that's clearly a bear in a bee costume. <laughs> yeah. That would be your father about your favorite toy before we went on the love boat to Sweden. (laughs) And if I couldn't, it would be all on me to find it. And then when I couldn't, if the trip was ruined, it would be my fault because I couldn't find your favorite busy bee. My favorite, what was it? Was it the smiling apple? Because it was, I didn't have Jokio then, did I? Jokio, you had Jokio before you were born. Oh, nice. But you didn't love him that much. Um, <laughs> you, you didn't do nothing. Yeah, I don't know. You loved Happy Apple, but I don't know what your toy of choice would have been at that point. But I wouldn't have had it. <laughs> Where's our busy bee? Where is our busy bee? And you're going to some Swedish store trying to. <laughs> I need a busy bee. 
Um, this made me crack up though the way that Catherine O'Hara said this. I died laughing because the her whole thing with her character, how every she runs into all these guys that she hooked up with, yeah. and they're always like, she's well, it's this quote. She goes, "You don't forget the best." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, just the way she said it, I just died laughing. It was so funny, and Eugene Levy is just because he's just. She settled with the good. He's the good guy, so he's yeah. like he's not yeah. gonna like p- punch somebody. If it, he's just you know he's the good guy with two left feet. And mm-hmm. buck Literally teeth and stuff. two left feet. Yeah. So those were my quotables. Okay, my LVP. Uh, one is the ego of the owners. I've already gone into that. Yeah, I I, I kind of related. And uh, my other one was the commentators. Now, these were funny commentators. Snoop and Kevin Hart were funny commentators. But there are some commentators that get on there. They have no idea what they're talking about. And it's just painful. Yeah, awful announcing. Yep. This is a whole website about it. In all sports, people just go after everybody. It's... Ooh. I I think that's that's one of the um the occupations that really got a pass pre-internet. Now, if you're any sort of commentator, or yeah. anything, you just like you you're gonna just get called on. Don't it. go on the socials. Stay off the internet because you're just gonna get roasted. Everybody gets roasted. Al Michaels gets roasted. Everybody gets roasted. And sometimes they should. My LVP, that's where we are, right? Yes, we are. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, my LVP, <laughs> we flubbed. We took a break, listeners. You weren't supposed to know. We do it seamlessly. Aaron has such a great operation, but you know what? We took a break, and now you're yeah. going to know. Some people they have to know. The operation isn't that great. They know. They can tell. Um. Oh, whatever. We're out here giving podcasting advice to a new podcaster. So. Yes, we yes, yes. Um, my LVP is literally blank, but <laughs> I think my LVP is going to be controversial. Ooh, I oh. love controversy. And my LVP is buying a dog from a breeder. No, that's not controversial. My, my LVP is buying a dog. Yeah, I just, you know, and I understand there's plenty of things... There's a great docu-series on, I think it's Nat Nat Geo, about training and about guide dogs and training of these. And and they follow them from when they're little puppies. And Mm -hmm. um, that's a different story. And I get, and there are some good breeders out there, but I think in the moment that we're in right now, in 2024, three, there's no need. I literally, like, I've been on Pet Finder, like I said, even with all of my specifications, good, it has to be good with other dogs, you know, size, age, whatever. There's at least 7,000 within 100 miles of me every time I search it. There's just. So I have a question. That's my personal, that's just my personal belief. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Mm. So there are people, and I get this, I, I understand how. You would love dogs, and there are people who they probably breed dog like they're not 
the breed like oh i'm specifically breed like they're not being uh charles Lindbergh about mm-hmm. the breeding of the dogs you know they're just like we yeah. like having dog like and they they love the like the um like the, the miracle of life kind of sort of aspect mm-hmm. of that and they bring the dogs in and then so then are those dogs though then on like pet finder and stuff like the, the get Aren't some of no, are some of those dogs they're not from? Supposed to be. Okay. Pet supposed. To, I mean, there are still. But that's just that's what I was getting at is that I know that there's people who they really like that and so they have the dogs and then. Well, they they have they don't there's no shortage of people reaching out to find them. Our old apartment that we lived in, our landlords lived at the building too. And they were they were dog breeders and they were really great dog breeders from what I know and they had. Uh, Labradoodles, oh, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a family member who has a dog from a breeder, but in the same situation where they have like none of they don't have like a area where all their dogs live. So like all of their dogs live with families. So like when Chandler passed away, they were like, "Oh, let me know if you want to be, you know, you want one of our dogs." So you're, the dog lives with a family and then it's just like, you have to sign an agreement that until the dog is like whatever age, you have to loan the dog to be sired or whatever and to get it on oh. with another one and, and multiple times, uh, like, you know, however many times a year. And that's just part of the agreement. But it's like, you know, they're living with families. They have normal lives. They're not like kept in cages or anything like that. It's very humane. Oh, interesting. Um. But I just personally don't feel like that's just my LVP. Yeah, that makes exactly. Sense. exactly. I mean, we got Sparky came from a breeder, but it was mm-hmm. weird because he didn't have any other dogs like him. Well, my first, my family dog came from a breeder, yeah. in quotation marks, and that dog was supposed to be a black lab and he was mixed with part goat or something like that dog was not <laughs> who the heck knows what he was like yeah. we went to somebody's backyard in rural north carolina yeah, and picked him out. yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah Mom i don't know and, like there's plenty of perfectly fine ways to do it i don't think everyone not every dog is coming from a backyard breeder but i um i just don't there's so many dogs that need a good home. Exactly. So why bring puppies? Especially in? now more than ever because of the the economy and yeah. people losing their yeah. jobs and like experiencing homelessness. Like there's people that. I mean, like I, a lot of homeless shelters don't t- don't allow dogs, and mm-hmm. so there's so many like dogs that just like have wound up in these things because people don't have money to take care of it, or you know. There's a, a lot great- of them adopted a dog during the pandemic and then when they went back to work couldn't handle the dog anymore or just like like I don't have a dog because I go back for a chunk of time back to the east coast and it's expensive and pretty much like I just can't afford to save for my retirement and have a dog it's just that's it's just what, what I have I don't have kids to take care of me so I gotta put some money away to take care of myself in the future um, but what was I gonna say? Oh, I I lost my train of thought about the the dogs. Damn it! Oh well, that went away. It was something about like I lost it. Damn it! But I say that 
to say this. I say that and I say this. I say that and I say this. We, all those people at these dog shows, from what I've seen, seem to really love those damn dogs. So yes. I don't think, yeah. you know, it's not like they're, you know, in bad hands or anything. And I still love the damn dog show. Yeah. I, I'll get into that in a few. Don't worry. We oh, enjoy nice. it every year together. One yeah. of the top five happiest days of my life. You'll, you'll hear all about it. Yay. I always forget about it. And then, oh, I got so mad. Did I talk about it? I don't think I talked about it to you guys about how I was excited. I was in the bathtub and I was watching on the, on the CAC, on the app, on my iPad. And it was in the middle of the dog show, but I was able to go back and start from the beginning. And mm-hmm. then I got out of the bathtub and I was going to go to uh, watch the rest of it. But then in real life, the dog show had ended. So then when I went to the CAC to watch it on my TV, it was like, oh, this it's concluded. You have well, to wait for the rebroadcast. And I got so angry. I had a little bit of a similar experience because I... Um, I signed up for a turkey trot on Thanksgiving, but unbeknownst to me, I thought I was running a 5K and it was a five miler. And so (laughs) I was a little bit. It's fine, people. I would die, but. (laughs) Sleepier than expected. Um, So I laid down on the couch. I was watching the dog show. I saw the first three groups and then I fell asleep. And then I tried to rewind it. Because the mace, the damn parade had restarted, and I tried to rewind it, and it was just taking me back to the beginning of the parade. Oh, mm. wow. Mm-hmm. The cack. The cack. <clears throat> Sometimes the cack isn't cooperative. <laughs> so we'll let that stay there. Um, my LVP, this is just movie wise. Oh, you, you hear that? Dog barking. Oh, speaking of. Oh, yeah. This was strictly movie-wise. My LVP of the movie was Beatrice, the swan's dog. Because Mm, I don't think Beatrice was the problem. No. Beatrice wasn't the problem. They were the problem. But then they need to be the LVPs because they gave her away. Yes. Oh, yes. No, it was the, the LVP because because she was the loser in like Beatrice was the oh, loser in right. it. Yeah, I guess like they are the like they I just were the felt, least valuable players. Exactly. Yes, I just felt so bad for Beatrice. I know. But you know what? Whatever Beatrice got into after that had to be better because these two yeah. were so ego driven. Mm-hmm. It was She's all a about purebred. Them. She'll be out of the shelters in no time. Yeah. She probably had blue eyes. Which, can we talk about the fact that Adam just got a purebred Boston Terrier from the shelter for $75? Yes. Unheard of. Yeah, Who lived on freaking Unheard of. Yeah. With no issues. Every Boston Terrier I'm looking at is like, miss, which I don't care. I don't, missing a not, you know, that's well, totally fine by me. Yeah, now he was. I mean, it, it came later. Or it's like, a lot of them are like in diapers or, you know, but just a perfectly healthy Boston yep. Terrier, 75 bucks. But when he got him, you could see his ribs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it's not like he had been living a glamorous life. And it not. was it was like, oh, you, he's not, I had, they gave me this whole talking to about how he's not sparky. You have to like, don't go up to him. Like, you, like basically he was. <laughs> do not approach. <laughs> yeah, like do not approach. Like don't make eye contact with him. I was like, who'd you bring home? Tom Cruise? What's going on? <laughs> and I got, I came home and he just came right up to me. 
And I was like, oh, uh, and tried to nice. on you because you mm. paid attention to him, so we had to pee. Mm. Oh yeah, that is funny. But it's like, but that's the thing. You also there's the, it's it's like the stone song you used to always sing to us, ma. You the can't second part of it. Get what you want. But if you, but if try, you try, sometimes you just might find you get, you get what you what need. You need. Mm. Because mm-hmm. it's you also have to find the dog that that completes you that speaks mm-hmm. to you. Yeah, I remember Adam saying when he first got Mac, he would always take him down to the river, and um, when we were with him, somebody said, "Is that a brown Boston? I've never seen one before." But when we weren't with him, somebody said, "I hope this isn't." but you two look alike <laughs> and Adam went thank you I think he's a quite handsome fellow <laughs> <laughs> they always say you get that dogs look like dogs yeah like their owners I want to get a dog with hair like mine yes like a curly mm, hair yeah like something fun that's what that's why I always I like did have, I did have I had two I do have a thing for white dogs Oh. I'm just kidding, but <laughs> but she does. But she does. She's kidding, but it's she does. okay. You're allowed to. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> as long as you aren't putting the black ones to sleep. Mm. Oh God! Oh my God! <laughs> We're the MVP. My MVP is the cast. I mean, every time you you like turned a corner, it was like a new best friend was there. I know, Ed Beggy Jr., Jane Lynch. It was the cast. Um, let me open my book. My MVP. <laughs> Go to the notes. My MVP was the accuracy. Oh, my God. There's a show on Netflix called Seven Days Out. And it's like a docuseries. And they, like, the episodes are long. And they film seven days they start filming seven days out from a big event so it'll be like a reopening from a re- of a restaurant or something like that but they have an episode of the westminster i think it's the westminster dog show and the just the people on like you just have to watch the first five minutes of it and it's like just spot on with the characters yeah there was a there was two ladies on there that reminded me so much of jane lynch and jennifer coolidge and just like Hilarious. I, I can't remember that one podcast I was listening to with the AKC. They were talking about, they did an episode of Dogs and Movies, and they talked about this movie. And somebody who works, who's like high up in the AKC, was like, I was nervous when this movie was coming out that it was just going to be like making fun right. of it. And he was like, But like, I saw, I knew all of those people. Like, I saw people I knew. Exactly. Like, it, you know. Yeah. It, just seemed really accurate. Yeah, we watch the National Dog Show all the time, like looking at the teeth, and it it is uh, it is problematic because you know that people used to do that with people, but we do love it. We they do still do it. that with people. If you ever watch like the NFL Combine, it's really uncomfortable, really uncomfortable. Because it's all the football players, they're just basically in like Under Armour spandex. They get weighed, they get measured, they have to jump, they have to run. It's highly uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. 
I don't know if they look in their mouths to see their teeth, but it is. I don't believe so, but. <laughs> mm. Mm, mm, mm. But I mean, teeth are a good indicator of your health. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's why they would do that back in them days in the the port of New I'm Orleans. I'm just saying. Then let let some white people go through it. You know, they well they do. They yeah. if they're you know specimens, but it but for the most part, you know, it's. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's just very uncomfortable. It's just one of those. I just I'm like this is uncomfortable. I am. I feel uncomfortable by this. Am I the only one? I can't be the only one who feels uncomfortable by this. My honorable mention is Catherine O'Hara's bad knee walk. <laughs> <laughs> when her knee was all walk, and she says she got it. That that it's a walk that her dad would do. She comes from a really big family, and her dad will, will be out in front. You know, like how we, we do funny walks, Ma? Like, her dad would be out in front, and he would do this funny knee walk. And so the, everybody in the family learned to do this funny knee walk. Mm-hmm. And she's That's like, funny. it doesn't, she's like, it just looks freakier than it is. It doesn't hurt or anything, but right. it's just so funny. Like the chicken lady does. walk. Yeah, exactly. But my real MVP, the dogs. Yeah. I mean, yeah, truly. A lot of them were, um, they were real uh, show dogs. Right. That oh. poodle had to be. Mm-hmm. They had, like, they had, on the, if you go to the Best in Show um, Wikipedia, it lists, like, the dogs and stuff. Um, but I think the Beatrice, the, I think her name was Peaches, maybe? So, I don't know. This could be a, a thing of Wikipedia, and I don't know because it's one thing on Wikipedia, but then I read something other in a oral history of Best in Show that Peaches was the Weimaraner, but was Peaches is an actor, so a working actor dog. Whoa. Yes, and that Peaches. This is from the oral history that. Peaches was a working actor, and in that scene, the Busy Bee scene, there was a groomer who was showing how to hold the comb and everything, and the groomer came up to show how to brush, and the groomer was like, whoa, this coat is all wrong. This is the wrong color. This dog would never be a show dog. What is this? Christopher Guest was like, okay, thank you very much, and action. Oh, wow. Because, um, like, the show dogs, they wouldn't allow the trainers and the handlers of the show dogs would didn't want to teach the dog to do what like Peaches had to do as Beatrice. Because remember Peaches in the airport has to bark and mm-hmm. then in the dog show has to like jump up. And you know, dog trainers are like, no, this is a show right. dog. I don't right. want to yeah, No, we can't have them doing that kind of riffraff. Exactly. So that was my MVP. I think the rest of the dogs were pretty much show dogs and we'll get into why in the tasty titties okay well i have a lot of tasty titties i didn't do a recasting although i think one is imminent did anyone do i didn't just because i think we have some good ideas i think we do wanda sykes tiffany haddish cheryl lee ralph regina hall yeah i think dan levy you know, mm. just to bring on the, mm-hmm. the legacy, yeah. and, and we could do some uh, some Bill Hader in there somewhere, and 
Oh, definitely. Yeah, so they're definitely... Uh, there's definitely room for it might be maybe like the like uh, one of the inclusive dog shows yes you know like yes yes like the american rescue or the ugliest dog contest or even the farm dog of the year like so it gets in with like the mixed breeds yes laverne cox would be good as one of those oh my god yes Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. we have the people. Laverne Cox and Raven Simone. There would be some good. The handlers to be able to 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 trot the dogs around and then, you know, have their own fashion situation going on. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. But that that whole because there's the purebred scene, so then you can imagine the mixed breed scene. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a scene unto itself. And then there's gonna be. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah, a race issue is gonna come into it because it's like, oh, my dog isn't good enough for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it would be hilarious. Aaron, write it. Christopher Guest, <laughs> if you're out there, pick us up. That's right. Okay, yes. so oh my gosh, he's very much still married to Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yes, but still oh, has a I don't know them. <laughs> it's just a collaboration it's not a okay so we're to tasties i already told you parker posey really had braces put on her teeth although mm-hmm. cemented on totally different issue but much of the film was improvised i can see dude being the commentator and just improvising that stuff to death well fred willard he um yeah willard he wasn't, he was a very prepared comedian. So he would have legal pads of material. So he had a whole bunch. So he came with just a whole arsenal of jokes and would just, okay, boom, boom, boom. Okay, boom, 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 boom. So it was a little bit different than the rest of the crew because, yes, Christopher Guest and Eugene Levy, they wrote the backgrounds for each character. And then mm-hmm. they had note cards with each specific scene outlining the plot. And then they would leave it up to the actors to improvise the dialogue, which results in such more natural conversation. Mm -hmm. But you have to be a special kind of performer to be able to um, internalize and get into character and then to be able to speak. And in the oral history, Catherine O'Hara said that most of the people who were great at this, because you... if you heard and picked up on the particulars, I said a lot, like they all, it's like he has a repertory. Mm-hmm. Rep, rep, repertoire. repertoire. Yeah, of like the same um, actors and stuff. Because she said that in, not all the all the time, but in most cases, it's usually people who have experience writing who are the best at this kind of improvisation. Because they know... They know where this. They know all the beats to hit, but they're also very good at acting, so they can listen and then like chime in. And they know like because every scene has to have a beginning, middle, and end. And the dude who was next to Willard had to be able to bring it in to like make it look like it was official. That well, had to be the hardest job. He so 
Christopher Guest told Fred Willard, do not do any research into dog shows. Yeah. Oh. Because there's there's some like baseball player, it's Gariola, something like that. It, you know, it's on oh, the Wikipedia wait. page. Yeah, Garagiola. Yeah. Yeah. He was based on him, and so he was like, don't yes. do any research. You're just like basically an old ball player who's coming in and doing the color commentator. Oh, Garagiola. Yeah. The him. other the other guy, however. He did all the research. He tra- treated exactly. the Kennel Club book like it was a Bible, and so he knew everything. So much, in fact, that people think that he's, in real life, a real dog connoisseur right. and knows all this stuff about <laughs> dogs. But, yeah, that was his whole thing, was to be the knowledgeable one and be totally prepared. And the, the like basically the straight man to Fred Willard just going off and saying wild-ass <laughs> crazy things. Okay, those were my tasties. I have a couple. Mm-hmm. So, I, as I said, I listened to the AKC podcast. They went into the history of the first dog show, um, which the dog show, the first one was took place in England in the new corn market at Newcastle upon Tyne in England, June 20th and 29th in 1859. Oh, there were some pinkies mm-hmm. up for that one. I don't. The show was for pointers and setters only. Uh-huh. And the show committee consisted of Mr. W.R. Pape and Tom Reed. There's more men in there. Um, the pointer and his predecessors quotes a letter he received from Mr. Pape. And in this letter, Mr. Pape says, I got up the first dog show that was held in Newcastle, 1859. Coming from that source, this information would safely enable us to label Mr. W.R. Pape as the world's first bench show chairman. And he also must have been the first world's first trophy chairman because he gave all the trophies, which were guns from his own gun factory. So this guy was like (laughs) in the gun business. And so it was all gun dogs and everyone got guns as the president. (laughs) That's so English. Oh my God. I know. Which also how hilarious that Chandler was a gun dog. Um, Yes. Oh my god, exactly. Um, but then the uh, so then there was the first four dog shows ever held in America. They've been flourishing in England and Europe for 15 years before any attempt or suggestion was made to putting on dog shows in this country. Um, during most of these years, the majority of Americans are preparing for and engaging in and recovering from the Civil War. So when the world's war was finally over, um, they were like, why don't we put on some dog shows? Oh, oh wait, we can't we can't look at black people anymore and they're breeding and look at their teeth and treat them like we need something to replace yeah, that. Why don't we uh, put on some dog shows? And another I have another question. Just are we sure that like nobody in China was just doing dog shows forever. <laughs> it was, you know. That's well, just... they haven't not been in none of my research, but we're not sure. We're not I just, sure. I just wonder if that's just our, um, like Western European centric mm-hmm. history well, playing that a could part. Be true. <laughs> but in a couple of things that I saw, it's all on this uh, England one. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, so the first show in the United States was in Chicago, June 4th, 1874. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
it was once again for gun dogs, pretty much setters and setters <laughs> and pointers only. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I, who knew? Like, so when I adopted Chandler, I it, he was listed as a Dalmatian pit bull mix, and I was like, sure. And I don't I, see the pit bull. I see well, the he Dalmatian. Was a pup, he was a puppy. Like he oh. was like six weeks old. So. And I was like, great, that sounds awesome. And then the vet was like, I think you have like a purebred pointer on your hands. And I was like, oh shit, never heard of that before. Right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's how long the dog shows. It, it, it's, um, there were 21 in the first one, pointers and set, it was all pointers and setters. Um, so that's kind of the history, gun dogs. They were the first ones, which mm-hmm. I think was, Cause I feel like these days the pointers and setters aren't the ones that you normally look at. They're looking at all these foo-foo dogs. Exactly. Like that, but... the Which is interesting stuff. considering the gun culture in America. Yeah. Hmm. But the gun culture isn't to hunt <laughs> their food. It's more... over quite the years. How many people can I kill with it? So a hunting dog isn't necessary for that. Um, True. <laughs> so then I went into etiquette at the dog show. Oh. This you can't from... come with pockets full of bacon? You can't, <laughs> actually. This is from the, the American Kennel Club itself. In, like, a very official Comic Sans font, might I say. No. Comic Sans. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Comic Sans. No. My favorite. You can't yeah. take any of this seriously. Pretty yet. much. Well, maybe not, but like a rendition of it. Um. Mm. Okay. Dog shows are fun or excite are fun and exciting. You yes. might feel like petting all the dogs, but wait. Oh, that's Keep to these you. Fine as you walk around. <laughs> hmm. Always ask before you pet a dog. The handlers spend a lot of time and energy grooming their dogs for the show. Never go up and pet a dog. I mean, that's good life lesson. Don't yeah. ever always exactly. I, I always just have this doofus look of on my face when I pass dogs when I'm running. I'm just like, and I just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. I I don't even like at oh is your dog friend? Oh no, I haven't even. And I've seen some beautiful dogs. Mm-hmm. I just keep it moving. But this isn't even for this. Not even I even mean, friendliness. Yes, but. More so for the grooming that they've done. You don't want to mess up their hair. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait until handlers have finished an event before asking questions. Before the show, they're focusing on their dog and getting ready for their turn in the ring. Always ask permission before petting a dog. Again, they really want to emphasize that point. Mm -hmm. Right. Turn off your cell phone. It's a distraction to the dog and the handlers. Mm. Stay away from the ring entrances. It's very difficult for handlers to get in and out of the rings when people are in the way of the entrance. Do not lean over the rings or talk to handlers when in the ring showing. Do you have small children with you? Don't let them run up to dogs or stick their fingers and hands into crates or exercise pens. Yeah. Also, it's best to leave strollers in the car. Strollers can place a child's face at the same level as an unfamiliar dog's face. Plus, a stroller can accidentally run over a lot of dogs' tails. Be careful where you step so you don't step on feet, noses, or tails. And poop. Mm-hmm. There is poop. These are classy dogs. Keep food. Oh, away. I'm sorry. Purebred. They're well trained. Don't stink. They're not. It just pooping. evaporates as soon as it hits the ground. Wait, they're not pooping inside. Wait, I have a they question. Are not pooping inside. Time out. Do they like give the dogs laxatives so that they don't poop out there on the on the uh, main stage? I figure no. 
laxatives like cause poopy. You mean you want them like do they get them something to back them up? Empty out. Empty out. They empty them regular. Oh. I don't know. I didn't do that research though. They were, I think they would have to have a nice regular diet that has a lot of yeah. like fiber in it because it's good for the coat. Yeah. Just like keep, people. Keep food away from the ring. It's a distraction to the dogs. Oh, and okay. obviously leave your own dog at home unless you're taking them for a special reason. Oh, wow. <laughs> the um, special reason is to meet up. It's like, hey, Tommy, come on. We're going to go get find you a nice young lady. Yeah. <laughs> there was somebody, when we lived in Jersey City, there was somebody who would always ask about Mac to read them. Oh, we'd be like, he's fixed. Sorry. Yeah, there's, there's um, nothing there. He's shooting my voice. Final Tasty Titty is about my favorite, one of my top five favorite days ever. Oh, Teeny's top five favorite days. Because you didn't do a TikTok corner. There's a picture of me somewhere. Behind the stage. I want to know if it's if you're happier than that picture of you at the NASCAR race. That is your happiest picture. Well, that is, oh. that is a happy picture. Um, Adam, do you have that picture? <laughs> um, I had that picture a long time ago. So... There's two two parts to this. My friend Erica is the only, she's the only other person I think that I know that likes dogs as much as I do. We oh. share kindred, like she actually she's a photographer. She took the photo of Chandler that I got tattooed on me. She's oh she was one of Chandler's first friends. It's she just has a really great love of dogs. So she used to live in this. She used to live in the city, and we learned that the Westminster Dog Show falls on her birthday week. Sometimes there was one year it was on her birthday in February. So, oh, here it is. Um, I'll start by saying so the so the Westminster Dog Show takes place at Madison Square Garden. And we somehow learned, Adam and I learned one year that the hotel that they, they all pretty much stay at the same hotel. And so one day we were out and about and we were like, let's go to a hotel and try to see some of the dogs. So sure enough, we went to this hotel and all the dogs were checking in and there were all these boxers and I got to pet one and it was really excited. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> so this boxer was really excited and it jumped up and his head made contact with my nose or his tooth made, he didn't bite me, but he jumped up and the tooth made contact with your nose, with my nose. And if you've never gotten a nose cut, a cut in your nose before, your nose just bleeds. It just bleeds and bleeds and bleeds. It won't stop bleeding. And there was, so Adam, I think that was the day before this picture was taken. So I'm bleeding from the nose, but it's the happiest day of my life. I got bit by a show dog who's being shown at the Westminster dog show. And we're riding the subway home and I was looked a mess because I had toilet paper just on my nose. And I kept trying to take my hand down and Adam kept being like, stop, like you gotta, it's dripping again. Like you've gotta, <laughs> you've gotta put the toilet paper back up to your nose. Um, but so I can say I have been bopped in the head and gotten a bloody nose by a show dog before. But then the happiest day was the next day 
So we go up to the dog show. We're just going. It's our first time. And we're Madison Square Garden. It's a very large venue. So you've got to go up a lot of escalators and stairs or whatever. And all of a sudden, we get to this door. And this person was like, come on in. So we were like, okay, where did we find ourselves? But backstage at what? the freaking dog show. So there's something called Meet the Breeds. And it's where they were all getting ready. Like all of the dogs were just getting ready back there. Um, it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. So I, we got to take a picture. Some of them, like some of them were getting ready. Like they were busy. You couldn't pet them. But, and it's like, I think we were on the final day, maybe. Well, there's like multiple days. So, right. So like the one that we see on TV is just the best in show, but to get to that point, right. you do all these mm -hmm. other, there's best in breed and right. like, um, best in breed, best in group, and then best in groups compete in best in show. So some of the dogs, like when do you meet the breed? Some of the dogs are already done showing. They, right. you know, they've lost or whatever. Um, so they just are back there still getting groomed, but you can meet them. So we got to take a picture with, I believe this is a Pooley dog. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And guess what, guys? It's black. She is smiling from year to year. With it's a black, a black dog. dog. Which it would, it would, the Pooley um, goes in with, because it's got hair like mine. You know, I didn't want to say that earlier because I didn't want to insult you. But oh no, that is I think not an insult. I, I know because it's not curly, but because they call them mop dogs, but they're it's beautiful. I love those dogs. Oh my yeah. god! And we got to meet one. But I'm just like looking through my pictures. It's incredible. I'll have to send like you. So, so a lot of them are behind the gates where you can't really touch them. They're all getting groomed, but some of them they let you take pictures with and. Um, I'll send you these as I come across them. There was, there's also this incredible woman in this jacket with this. So I'll try to explain the picture. I'm sending it to you now. What are these dogs called? Long-haired Yorkies, maybe. So there's like a young, oh, a like long. A it could be a Shih Tzu. It could be, maybe a Shih Tzu. I, it's getting oh. groomed on a table mm -hmm. and there's a woman watching it and the woman watching it is wearing a purple <laughs> yep. maybe a denim jacket bedazzled with rhinestones all over it and on exactly. the back is a rhinestones making the shape of the same dog she's watching get yes. groomed like you exactly. can't make this shit up mm -hmm. you can't um, and I believe this was the year there was a cheer, uh, chant for Daniel Daniel was a he was Daniel a golden retriever or a lab oh and just a fan favorite and then every time I just never knew they were so fun when you actually start watching the show like some of the dogs everyone just cheers for and yeah you hear man. that even in this in this uh mockumentary it, mm -hmm. you hear them cheering for their faves mm -hmm. but yeah one of the top five if we had a you know I wish you Listeners, I wish you could see. Maybe we'll reopen our Instagram page to see my happiest day. Maybe when you closed it? Maybe these no, I just have, we just could, haven't posted. Uh, could upload these because I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a real smile. I didn't even. That yeah, that's that pure. That's the smile that I when I have like dogs on my pat, different pads and stuff, and I just have if they the owners. I was telling Ma this. 
they must think like because everybody has a ring camera and just i just have this goofiest as i'm just walking by eyes big eyebrows big just create like teeth showing and i'm just like hey girl but uh, i don't even say anything it's just <laughs> keep going and these dogs are just like there she goes again but mm-hmm. well, one time he stuck up for me so i'm like oh she yeah. knows what's up yeah it's right so if you're ever in new york city for the westminster dog show and have a chance to do the meet the breeds meet the highly breed. recommend wow when am i ever gonna meet a pooly dog i know did but did you get to were they were you allowed to pet it or no? That one, yeah. Look, I'm like giving it a hug. So how did the, I'm touching it in the picture? You could see my hand on his back. At now, when I visit you, I need you to pet me, and I need you to compare <laughs> and contrast the pooly hair. Uh, how close am and I? And how big is your smile? Oh, please get a pooly. Oh my God. And the pooly is smiling too. I don't know if like. But that's the thing. I don't think like bedling and terriers and poolies are like big uh, rescue dogs. No, you can't. Yeah. That's the thing. I already, don't worry. I've already checked. There's no yeah. poolies yeah. in the area. Yeah. SCTV. Have you guys heard of that? No. Sports Center. It was also known as Second City Television. Yeah. It was. Yeah, it was a Canadian sketch comedy show from intermittent between 1976 oh. and 1984. Yeah. It was an offshoot of Toronto's Second City improv troupe. Right. So, like, in Chicago, Second City is a, a big thing. So Tina Fey and Amy Poehler mm. went, tons of people. Right. So this was in the Canadian version in Toronto, and they had this television show. It was called SCTV. Listen to the people who got their start in it. Yeah. John John Candy, Eugene yep. Levy, oh, wow. Andrea Martin. Remember she was in Hedvig, the manager? Yes. Rick Moranis, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Catherine O'Hara, mm. Harold Ramis, Ghostbusters, Dave Thomas, and Martin Short. All right. of those were on this television show. So right. it's it has this um like uh, it's in rarefied air of like this was this great. It sketch. was like the it was like the poor man's Saturday Night Live. Is how yeah. it was viewed in the seventies. That's how I viewed it in the seventies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we enjoyed it. Um. So for this movie, no dog shows would allow them to film. Right. Oh. So they had to put on their own dog show from mm-hmm. scratch. So they had to hire, basically hire somebody to be like, okay, we're going to do a dog show. Like we need somebody to hire. And so that's kind of, I think what also adds to, because when I was watching it, I was like, wait, did they shoot this at a dog? But it didn't seem like it. But then it seems so real. There was one clip. There? there was one clip that looked like it had come from an actual dog show to me. But I don't but, think so. But they like put they had to put on their own because because mm-hmm. Christopher Guest was like, oh no problem, we'll just film a dog sh- like go to a right. dog show and film it because it's documentary style. So they were they were shooting on sixteen millimeter cameras that went got blown up to thirty five millimeter for the theatrical releases and stuff. And it's just like no problem, we'll just it's like a documentary style. We'll go and all the dog shows were like no 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 because no. we know you're making fun of us. <laughs> 
Yeah, but they and then they saw and they're like, oh, you actually weren't right. Um, it was a critical and box office hit. I don't have what the budget was, but it ended up making twenty point eight million dollars. So I know that the budget was not that big at all. Um, In the oral history of Best in Show by Tin Grieving, it said that the real-life dog owners were characters in and of themselves. Oh, they had to be. Like, at one point... They're eco. It's all their eco. Yeah, up in the dog. Exactly. So the poodle um, that Jane Lynch was in the movie training and stuff... That po- there was a poodle that had to be fired because the owner would yell, like, don't do that with the dog. No, don't do that. Mm-hmm. It was so, like, hands-on. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned the thing about the Beatrice, the P- a.k.a. Peaches, the wine marauder, like, this right. dog would never be in it. There was also, at the end, a woman was angry that her dog didn't win. Like, yeah. Like, oh, my like, God! Yeah, yeah. like, but this isn't a real dog show. It's a movie. <laughs> That would have, I would have been mad too. <laughs> um, in the a thing that got cut was Parker Posey's character smoked a lot of weed in the film, and that was a a, a thing between her and her husband. Oh, okay. And, they but had that, a lot of things. Between yeah, them. but that got cut for editing, and I was like, oh, ninety six. Okay. Yeah, in two thousand. No, two thousand. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Ed Begley Jr. said that this was his favorite movie he's been in. Uh, he, he just loved it. And let's see. This movie is actually the inspiration for the broadcast of the National Dog Show that's aired oh, every really? Since yeah. 2002, it started airing. Because I remember, I was like, this didn't used to be a thing no, when I was growing up. Exactly. And it was because of this movie and the 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 success that Best in Show had that 2002, they were like, we got to start, we got to start airing this. And now it's a, it's a staple of Thanksgiving because right. of this movie. That's how, wow. and it's, they wouldn't allow them to film. And now, now it, it's a promoter of the whole situation. And I read like how Christopher Guest he he was very um like in his how he views comedy he's like I he just thinks that people are just funny like everybody is funny like just regardless and so right. he's not trying to make fun of people he's trying to just be how these characters really are like and, and it the feels funniness like that. comes out of these characters so you're not laughing at people. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just kind of like you're oh. just enjoying their whole situation. Yeah, because yeah, I don't I mean, like it when we laugh at people. But and you, I mean, I know back when we had an office and we would work or anything, school. Anytime you're thrown together with a bunch of people, and you kind of like get to know people or talk to people, you find that people are hilarious. And a lot of times they don't even realize how hilarious exactly. they are. But just in how the stories they would tell, like Jennifer Coolidge, she based her character off of when she came to L.A., she was babysitting for a woman. And she was the woman, I think she met her maybe in acting classes and stuff. Because Christopher Guest said, this woman isn't, she's not old money. She's new money. And mm. she, it's like she wants the 
the uh, prestige that's associated with money, but she doesn't even realize that that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. And so she just based it off of this woman who she said she would, she was hilarious, but she didn't even realize she was hilarious because she was saying the most, she would be describing a horrible story and just be saying it's so serious and so deadpan that it was (laughs) hilarious. And I don't know. I'm, I'm one of those people who I find myself, people will just start talking to me and telling me these things and there are so many hilarious stories that I have to hold in laughs because they don't realize how hilarious it is. Cause they're just tell- they're just in their life being them, living their life, and you're just like, are you a character in a Christopher Guest film? Like uh, this is nuts. What? There are so many people who have. You've been with us when Poppy and I are in a bar. Mm-hmm. And they just come up and start telling us their life stories. Yes. And it's like, how are we supposed to interact with you? You're telling us your life story. Yeah, I just I just ride with it and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah it ha- I don't know lot. what it is that about us that and especially like Poppy, because it because like they just will and you're just like, what did you just say? Oh my gosh. Am I hearing what is going on? This but he is never hilarious. calls him. He never calls. Yeah. Him yeah, yeah. But and and we'll ask like follow like interesting follow up questions mm-hmm. that then unpeel onion mm-hmm. layers. That's a mistake. You don't ask in follow up no, questions. No, I don't think that that is a mistake. I think that's actually what you do do because <laughs> do do because that is where the gold lies. But that's in true. a way that is seems to them to be genuinely interesting. Well, no, because it is like you, because you're you have you're relating to them as a human being that's telling the story, and so the next thing is like, okay, I'm like I'm not making fun of this person. I'm on this journey with this person, and right. I legitimately am like, okay, and I do have a filter going in my head of of I don't want to be. Like, I don't want to ask an inappropriate question, you know, like, I don't want to be offensive, ask an offensive question or something like that. So it is kind of this dance of like, how do I phrase my question in a way that is that isn't offensive and that is respectful, but yet I am curious about this certain thing. And it is crazy how people, there like, are like people- two different circumstances that I remember. Ponzelli's. At Ocean oh. City, there was oh, a, yeah. a dude, and then one time at the Old Hobbit, before they moved, there was a woman in the bar that was, it was just crazy. Yeah, they just go, oh, we'll just tell these stories, and you're just, hey, buckle. But then it was all, it's the similar thing that happened to us, in, Teeny, in Vegas with the guy that was at the Punk Rock Museum. Who was yeah. just telling us all these stories? And sometimes, like sometimes, people are like, "Yeah, all right, I'm out." But sometimes people are great storytellers, and they have great stories. And so you're just like, "All right, yep. continue, keep going, my guy. What <laughs> else you got?" <laughs> so I think that's everything. It's just such a great. I mean, film. what it a just... great, yeah. yeah. Teeny picks bangers, or if you, I didn't pick this one. Well, you, you kind of did, and it was so But it's like wrapping up in a warm blanket on a cold winter night, and you just want to see some friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, next week. Oh, boy. 
Next week is the season finale. I mean, we still have the best of our season finale. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Wow. Big. Yeah. Because the following weekend, Aaron is with you. Well, it's 1996. Oh, 1996. It's a holiday adjacent film. I looked for obscure holiday movies. And this came up, and I remember seeing this in real time, 1996. The Preacher's Wife. The director is Rennie Harlan. Oh, no. is I know what this is. Reindeer Games. It is not. Oh, Rennie Harlan. Okay, so, okay. It Cut, has... Cutthroat Island. Gina Davis. The Long Kiss Goodbye. Long Kiss Goodbye. I've never heard of that. It's with Samuel L. Jackson. With Samuel L. Jackson. I remember we saw this in a movie theater and I really liked it. So I'm curious to see it again. I am too. I am too. Gina Davis. This is our second Gina Davis film. Yeah. I mean. Mensa Gina Davis. Yeah. Hollywood treasure. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a school teacher who has amnesia, oh. and what could go wrong? <laughs> oh boy! Nice. Yeah. Okay, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Best in Show because it's just so good. Just yeah. yeah. And next week. Hollywood adjacent long kiss goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Why'd you do that so fast? Oh my God. <laughs>